And neither one of them thought to warn me that this was the Edison sweet report to my office episode. The secondhand embarrassment it gives me. Hate every second of it. And they didn't warn me. Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Are we introducing ourselves again, or was that a one-time thing? I think it would be a one-time thing. That's part of the charm. Oh, we don't introduce ourselves. We're mysterious. Guess who I am. (laughs) Who are we? Guess you'll never know. Look at that! What? The lightning! Oh, yeah. It stormed here today, too. It was bad. It's also supposed to storm here tonight. Apparently it's just storming all over America. Tadjin. Everyone's Stream Lightning by Alex Cute. Oh, wow. What a throwback. <laughs> that is a real, like, only true 90s kids remember. That's I don't even know that one. <laughs> it's still on my iTunes. There you bring this up, but shout out to Alex and his wife for their the birth of their second son. Oh, they did? Good. That's cute. Good for them. I didn't even know they had another kid. Good for them. <laughs> I was just saying that because it was lightning. But good for Alex and Elle. I love that for them. <laughs> Honestly, we really went off the. We, we are not. We are t- a minute in. Apparently, there was cast news about Alex Goodall. Well, he was not on House. Oh, I got. I have some cast news about other people in the cast that are actually in the cast. cast yes, please, please, t- please tell us. So Can we check for birthdays, all, though. Oh, check for birthdays while I'm talking about this because I. Wow, Laura really does got lightning. Check for birthdays. I'm telling you, it's like aggressively flashing Ooh. on my camera. Ooh, I can. I literally heard the thunder. Sorry to anyone who's listening to this podcast who may or may not be getting thunder in your audio because there's an aggressive storm right now. Okay, are we ready? Oh yeah, let's go birthdays. Let's go birthdays. Okay, so um, obviously I think y'all only got one episode in March. I don't really know what our posting schedule's been like. But uh, happy birthday to Julie Deacon, a.k.a. Mrs. Andrews, whose birthday was March 15th. Also to Paul Anthony Barber, a.k.a. Mr. Sweet, whose birthday was March 18th. And we do not have any April birthdays. All right, so in other cast news, so Amelia Jones, who I honestly did not know her name until someone tweeted about this, um, and I don't remember who tweeted about this, but shout out to that person. Um, Amelia Jones played young Sarah in season one, and she actually starred in the movie Coda, which was an Apple TV original, and it was the best picture this year at the Oscars. So that's kind of cool. She's all grown up now. Good for her. Go, Amelia. Did I watch then- the movie? Do we think I would like it? I have a free trial of apple tv right oh yeah i haven't watched it but it sounds really good it's about um oh i think it's like someone who's i I don't remember if the parents are deaf or the main character is deaf but like i mean it's best picture nominated so our winner so i'm sure it's fantastic shout out to laura's Um, audio for reminding me that i hate thunderstorms sorry you're just gonna see me jump up in the middle of the i apologize very stormy. I am slightly concerned about Brian's well-being because he's driving home from work right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sure he's okay. Let us know when I you're was like, text me when you get home. You better. Yeah. I mean, I'm always like that, but I'm being extra like that. Yeah. <laughs> we also would like to know when he gets home safely. Tell I will tell that. you guys yes. because yes. I'm sure we'll still be real. The whole podcast is going to want to know. All right, so in other news, Brad Cavana's band, Flint, has new music out, so that's exciting, and I think they're actually starting to tour in the UK, so if you live in the UK, you should totally go. Um, I wish I could go see them, because I feel like they'd be really good live. Come on a US tour. Yeah, just go Brad, to Florida. Come to, come we'll, to America. We'll, we'll all show up. Go to an American tour. Just go to Florida. We'll all show up. Well, I'll get you in the Disney world. Come on. Come on down, Brad. <laughs> all right, so also... 
Allie, aka KT, just got cast in a new Greta Gerwig film called Barbie, which is insane. And like the cast in this movie is wild. Like I thought you thought the Tick Tick Boom cast was crazy. Like she elevated again. So this this movie is gonna star Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, America Ferrera, and Kate Kate McKinnon. And Allie is now in it too. So that's awesome, and I'm very excited to is see that. Is this the weird Barbie out. live action movie? Maybe. I don't really know. I did not look to see what it was about, honestly. So I just saw Greta Gerwig and she's a great director. So Allie's That's really thriving. She's killing it. So if anyone like wants us to get Allie on the podcast, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry to crush hope, your dreams. Our only hope for that is if she does a Chicago con and I can just be like... Can you oh, I thought you were going to say our only hope for that is if we convince like Louisa to come on and Louisa like was like somehow I feel like, Luke, I feel <laughs> like that, that's option two <laughs> Louisa invites Allie I feel like our real only option though is me wearing the news backwards merch into a photo, sh- photo op with her shared as a comic con and I feel like she'd hate me for that so wait what I would do it anyways I said our podcast merch Laura oh I feel Where's like she'd hate me for it, but I do. Two halves of a friendship necklace. Oh my God, <laughs> I could give her one. No, give her both. <laughs> I feel like she'd hate me. All I know is I'm I, I'm sorry. This is why she never do a con. I would bully her, but like out of love. <laughs> it would all be things like we as a house of fan find funny, but like she yeah, probably she would be like I am not amused. I would also love to dress up as Victor. That would be my other option. <laughs> Please, please go to a con dress as Victor. I feel like that would be amazing. The friend I'd go to this con would be like Emily. No, I've dressed up as weirder. No, not really. I think my weirdest cosplay was Gary Green as John Constantine, in which I wore a bad wig, and we had to like it had to be a bad wig. That was a good one. That was a good one. This this would trump trump that. I got the Victor coat. Don't worry, it's multi-purpose. The I get the rest of the outfit that I'd cosplay. have to like. All right. You need, a, you need a pocket watch and a pin. I could do that. You need like a little raven. That, me, like me in the pot, like me in the photo app, like <laughs> with a fake pin. I just, I, I, I try um, to imagine her reaction. <laughs> I feel like she hates. Like, I am Victor from House of Anubis. I know that you're in all these movies, but like, instead. It wouldn't be bad enough for like I could get kicked out or anything. It just makes she be like, "The fuck is this bitch doing?" And honestly, that would be my that would be my Super Bowl. It would be great for us as fans, and it'd be great for me as like someone who just is into dumb shit. But like, it would be like, funny. Oh my god, it would be very funny. All right, so one more piece of cast news. Um, obviously, our favorite girl, Claudia Jesse, who uh, played the evil character in Touchstone Ara. I literally can't remember her name. <laughs> Sophia. It'll come back. Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, she plays Sophia and touched on a raw, but she is also Eloise in Bridgerton and season two just dropped and it was incredible if you haven't watched it. So 10 out of 10. I know, I know you said one more piece of cast news, but Vampire Academy with our bestie Louisa just finished filming. Oh, that's exciting too. That'll be really good when it drops. That's I like how I called her our bestie. Our bestie. One day she will actually be our bestie. She will be. Louisa, I'll, maybe I'll slide back into the DMs two years later and be like, hey, how about now we can make it work all right but that is it so thank you for sticking with us for all that cast news everyone's just thriving right now all the fans comment tweet us should i get a bridgerton mug i didn't buy it but should i buy the penelope and eloise bridgerton mug yes yes 
I don't know why they even have Chime that. in. Let Laura know. Let, let me know. Should I do it for, for <laughs> Claudia Jesse? Just for Claudia Jesse. It can go in your House of Anubis shrine. House of Anubis and Spangle? No. It's <laughs> Bridgerton must. It counts. All right, so let's let's get into the episode. <laughs> Today we're recapping House of Dreams, House of Pitfalls, which is episode thirty nine of season two. So we're getting to the end because I think there's only there's forty five episodes, right? Forty four. Forty four. Yeah. So we're getting there. It's starting to wrap up. It's getting intense. So the episode opens and Sabuna is standing at the edge of the tunnel, admiring the mask of Anubis. And then suddenly multiple jackal statues pop up and a voice announces, the golden prize will tempt the fool. The wise should heed this golden rule. This game of Senate you cannot win. Only the reckless will even begin. One wrong move will seal your fate and end too dark to contemplate. I would just like to know how long Robert spent coming up with poems for all his clues because they all rhyme so nicely, but that had to be a lot of work. <laughs> I feel like Robert would just be like, what is his wife's name? Louisa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be like, Louisa, what rhymes with fate? And she'd be like, the hell are you doing, boy? <laughs> Fabian says they're going to need to be extra clear on the game rules before playing. Nina doesn't want anyone getting hurt and says that she can just do it on her own, but Fabian points out that they might need multiple players. Then the next day, Eddie asks Jerome if his dad is in prison, like Mara's article said. He confirms it, and Eddie says that they're all cool with it, and he didn't have to lie about it, and Jerome apologizes for not telling them sooner. I just said I like, like, Eddie's, like, being really nice to Jerome here. Um, honestly, me too. It was, their friendship is so interesting because, like, I really like it, but honestly, these two boys probably would have, like, hated each other in season three. Like, at their core. Like, they would have hated each other. They're bonding over, like, both of them having, like, complicated issues with their thoughts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I like their friendship. It's cool. Amber says it's a shame that Joy can't apologize tomorrow, and Patricia says she won't even come down for breakfast because she feels so bad. Mara shuts it down and says no Joy bashing, but then Patricia says she has to admit that she's been out of order lately. Joy then comes downstairs and starts eavesdropping, and Fabian and Nina agree that the article was low, and so was claiming that she wrote things that she didn't. Mara continues to defend her, saying that everyone just assumed she wrote everything. This is why I love Mara, giving our girl Joy some credit. Okay, so... My note on this was actually the first note I took for when I was watching this episode. Mara defending Joy, like, I love to see it, but I also really appreciate that Mara was, like, also admitting that Joy messed up. Because mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And I think this is one of the things, and it's probably just also because it's, like, a high school soap opera. Because they're all, like, aware Mara or Joy messed up. And I think the whole, like, them getting mad at her for taking credit for the articles is something, like, I almost wish they would have taken 30 seconds to think it out and think maybe why they would have thought that. Because I know when she first did it, and I think it was, was it to Jerome or to Eddie, where Joe was like, oh, thank you so much. Like when he complimented the article and Mara was like, well, I wrote it. And then Joe was like, well, you can't be writing for the la- the newsletter. And like, I do think Joy, you know, enjoys the praise, which is like a small like which is part of it but I also think she did do it to protect Mara because who knows like I don't think Mara would have gotten in trouble I really don't but if they all thought Mara was Jack especially after the after Nina gate I think it would have just gone south so quickly so you know shout out to Joy shout out to Mara for defending each other Mm -hmm. so everyone but Sabuna leaves for class and then Trudy walks in she mentions she's starting to get her memory back so she's starting a dream guide 
and she starts describing the dream that she had last night, and Sabuna sits in silence as she describes the dollhouse. At school, Joy is in Mr. Sweet's office, trying to convince him that she can make the school website bigger and better, and that Mara can be a part of it. She shows him an online contest for best student website in the country, and says that they can win a bunch of money and new computers. She also says she intends to win best student blogger. Mr. Sweet agrees to give the jackal one last chance, and tells her to make sure she enters Mara for best blogger, too. Then when Joy leaves, Mr. Sweet makes an announcement for Eddie Miller to come to his office. Then he corrects himself and says, Edison Sweet. This is throw. Why? So, mind you, they both watched this episode well before I did. And neither one of them thought to warn me that this was the Edison Sweet Report to my office episode. Because I can't stand that. I hate it. The secondhand embarrassment it gives me. Like, I hate this. hate every second of it. And they didn't warn me. Sorry. <laughs> They were, in fact, not sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I wrote my notes that he was being cringy. I didn't text you that he was being cringy. You should have texted me. <laughs> How dare you not text me, Laura? We're bad co-hosts. They are. They got some fake friends here, guys. So, in the library, Nina and Fabian are helping Trudy get her memory back using visualization techniques. She starts describing the dream she had, describing the writing on the wall of the dollhouse, and how the words are becoming clearer. Trudy realizes that the words are actually a picture of a key that says seat of learning under it. Victor and Vera walk in the middle of the exercise and Victor kicks Fabian and Nina out. Then when they leave, Fabian realizes that the seat of learning is the library and asks Nina to come back after school. She says she can't because she's visiting her grand, so Fabian says he'll come back with the others. Back at the library, Victor dismisses Trudy and Vera and asks how her head is feeling. Trudy says that she doesn't have any memories yet, but she's confident they'll come back soon. But then when Trudy leaves, Victor and Vera start looking for the secret entrance to the tunnel. Vera sees a bracelet under a shelf and they start investigating. Back in Mr. Sweet's office, Eddie shows up. Mr. Sweet says that this is him trying to make more of an effort. And Eddie said he could have just texted, but he seems like happy to be there still. So that's good. Um, Mr. Sweet asks if everything in Mara's article was true, even how he would write him letters. And Eddie said he did it for a few years and just addressed them to Eric Sweet, Teacher UK. Mr. Sweet said he had his reasons for leaving him in America, and then Eddie started listing off all the excuses that he remembered, but Mr. Sweet says those were all excuses and they weren't real, and he'll explain the real reason soon. But then he kind of got, like, scared and didn't want to explain, and he sent, sent Eddie back to class without explaining anything, and Eddie got upset, and Mr. Sweet said he made a mistake. So Eddie sending those letters breaks my heart. <laughs> That's so sad. For years, just, like, trying to write to your dad and not hearing back. And uh, I don't remember the part where like I, i'm assuming mr sweet was about to tell him like you're the osirian but didn't know how to say it and i like don't remember this happening <laughs> i vaguely remember that happening but um this is the most you're gonna probably hear me talk in a row unless i go on some weird tangent like i just did not that long ago so first and foremost i had to finish taking my notes at work because your girl works 48 hours a week right now but that's a whole nother tangent um so i was in the break room on my lunch eating my like mashed potatoes as one does and my work bestie came into the break room to go punch up for the day and she literally sits down across from me and watched me tear up over the scene like really hard to explain why you're a little a little a little sappy um but also the whole like eric sweet teacher uk thing like my heart my heart y'all it hurts me in my heart as you can like as you two can tell if you're reading my notes like i was taking these as like the scene was playing out uh, elderly parents love the confirmation that Rufus is actually Mr. Sweet's dad. I have no more explanation to that other than I. that's what I firmly believe and Rufus is that. Thank you. 
multiple times. Rufus is faking. Rufus just. It's a Thursday. Rufus better be faking his death. <laughs> also, like my boy's trying, and he wants to believe his dad is trying, but his dad's giving him no proof he's trying. So, like my baby boy, I will. I would like to hug you, and I would like to give you answers. Also, when he storms out, he goes, "Nice effort, Dad!" And like that, just it it, it makes me feel a lot. So. Question, did Eddie's mom know he was trying to write these letters? And if so, why didn't she, you know, like, try to readdress them so that they would actually get sent? I wonder if she just didn't know. I'm gonna say I'm guessing she didn't know. Like, that he just, like, baby Eddie just, like, wrote Eric Sweet Teacher UK and just, like, dropped it in the mailbox. I almost wonder, though, like, if she even would have been able to, like, find, like, I don't know. This is like I get so confused that like his like if his parents actually like had kept in touch or if like Mr. Sweet just like gets in touch with her out of the blue and you know like hey yo send our son to my school all of a sudden out of nowhere. That's because like I feel like I have so many questions about like Eddie's parents. Like mm-hmm. were had his parents been keeping in touch all this time? Had his dad basically like ghosted them and like did his dad just suddenly like call her one day or like try to find her i just like and they got to hut in touch with her because it really like it sounds like when eddie first shows up but like he hadn't really been like but like obviously he also said that like he and his dad have been talking because there was a line i think it was tomorrow where he's like yeah my dad was like yeah try boarding school like it'll be fun so like i don't know i got a lot of questions questions that we never got answers to Mr. Sweetheart Eddie's getting kicked out of all these schools and he like pops off like, yeah. Like, we're gonna fix this. <laughs> so Vera and Victor make it into the tunnels. Vera sees the mask at the end and almost goes after it, but then Victor stops her in case there's a booby trap. Victor looks at the statues in front of them and realizes that it's a board game that he used to watch his father play. That night, Sabuna is in the library looking for the key Trudy was referring to. Amber's up on the second story and realizes that one of the tiles on the ground looks different than the others. Then we cut to Nina, who's in the hospital talking to her gran, who is asleep. All of a sudden, gran's eyes fly open and they turn all black. Um, this, like, still, I still couldn't look at the screen. Like, I this scared the crap out of me back ten years ago when it aired. And I still couldn't, like, look at it. Like, the image of gran, which is, like, black eyes is so freaky. It's, like, one of the scariest moments of the show. I would agree. My hot take continues to be that Nickelodeon should have just killed gran off between seasons. And this is why. Thank you. and on that note uh we're gonna take a little break so we'll be right back and we're back so we left off with gran and her creepy black eyes and all of a sudden sankara starts speaking through gran and calls nina a disappointment Gran then suddenly, like, speaks, like, actually Gran, and tells Nina that she needs to do what Sankara's asking, and it switches back to Sankara, and she's like, you need to bring me the, ma- the mask, I demand it, and um, then all of a sudden it cuts to Nina, who falls asleep on Gran's bed, and she wakes up crying, and Gran is still asleep. So, just the way they edited, I was trying to figure out if, like, Nina fell asleep and dreamed Sankara, or if Sankara, like, literally took over Gran's body and then, like, knocked her out, and then she, like, woke up. I feel like it was a dream, but also... Was Sankara wrong to call Nina a disappointment? <laughs> no. I said I was going to be nicer in the second half of this podcast, but nobody said I had to be nice to Nina. This has never been a Nina Stan podcast, you know? This is... Yeah. If you don't know that at this point, then I'm sorry. 
Sorry to break it to you. It's not even that I like as a whole, I hate Nina. It's just like season two Nina exists and I forget that season one Nina exists. Yeah, no, there's like Nina has her moments. Obviously she's she's the protagonist. She's not a bad character, but she's not the best character. So back in the library, Sabuna is analyzing the game board that they found. So that was the tile that looked different than the other ones. They realize it's a board for the game in the tunnels, and it's a combination of snakes and ladders and checkers. Nina then comes back from visiting her gran, and Jasper follows behind her, holding a replica of the mask. He says it was randomly returned with no note, so that means Rufus realized it was fake. Fabian points out that it's a good thing that they found Robert's Senate board with the rules on the back, and Nina's super excited because she's just learning about this new clue. Up in the attic, Victor is pulling out his dad's old Senate board. He asks Vera if she wants to be a human or a god, and then Vera rolls her eyes and says, not you too. But Victor clarifies that he was referring to the game. Uh, Vera's reaction was so funny. (laughs) She really just like girl-bossed a bit too close to the sun with these two men. Like She was like, I just want riches, and they're like, no, no, we we want more than that. (laughs) Eternal life. I want to be a god. (laughs) Vera, no. Vera, I just want a nice sugar daddy. (laughs) Like, you know what? Honestly, is, she, is she wrong for wanting no. that? No. No. She's not we, we in this economy. A lot of flack, but like honestly, she's so right. I love Vera, but she's just the problem is like why she's my least favorite like protagonist is because or not protagonist, whatever. Why she's my least favorite villain is antagonist, sorry. Is she's just annoying. I love her. Love to hate her. But she's just frankly annoying. She's the most annoying antagonist on this show thank you for coming to my ted talk yeah for sure um also like she's literally so done with these guys and like <laughs> I, I don't blame her she's literally just like stop that, that's so true she's so done she's like i just give me my money goodbye i know i would be too at this point like bestie rolled up to the school because she heard that she could get a shit ton of money and all she's gotten or a victor and Rufus trying to give her eternal life and she's like no thank you I want that though (laughs) in the dining room Nina tells Sabuna about Sankara speaking through her gran she says they have to get her the mask and Amber questions why she even needs it because she's a ghost and she can't wear it and Nina's like who cares she just like we just need to get it so they can be free um obviously Nina is also very done with all of this she's just like I just want to get this freaking mask (laughs) and stop being cursed um, also, I just need to speak on this whole dining room table setup for a second. So it's definitely evening because they managed like school's over. They managed to go to the tunnels. Nina managed to go all the way to see her grand come back. And so I don't think this is dinner, but the table is just like a dessert spread, I guess. And so there's cupcakes, but also there's a bowl of marshmallows. And also there were some marshmallows in a sandwich, which was really confusing. But then there also was a plate of meat and cheese. And I was like, do they get a dessert spread every night? Why is this the first time we're seeing <laughs> dessert spread in charcuterie? <laughs> Right? I was like, what's going on? Was like Vera feeling extra fancy tonight? Like, wanted, I don't know. She was like, I gotta distract them while we're doing stuff? I don't know. Maybe it was Trudy, because isn't this when Trudy's trying to, like, feel like her old self again? Oh, maybe. Maybe she just was like, I'm gonna whip up all these desserts. That's I, I like that. I like that reason. Also, you had me at meat and cheese. Like, sign me up. I'll go be, I'll go be at a cursed high school. Oh yeah, for that night. whole dessert spread. Yeah, the meat, cheese, and the cupcakes. Like the only thing I don't need is the marshmallow sandwich, but I'll take care of it. I just said I'd like to try a marshmallow sandwich because what the fuck? I mean, it's got kind of taste like a peanut butter fluff sandwich. Well, they put peanut butter in it. There has oh, to be maybe. more to it than just marshmallows and bread. 
because oh you know what remember when someone said we need to start a house with anubis restaurant marshmallow sandwiches are on the, on the <laughs> marshmallow sandwiches charcuterie board and full dessert spread every night and then oh and then the chubby bunny scene's coming up soon right which is also involving a bowl of marshmallows that's they just have an excess amount of marshmallows. I yeah. can't believe they did chubby bunny. Somebody went to Costco and they just bought a lot of marshmallows. Do they have Costco in the UK? They don't, but it's just funny to... They have Costco in... Okay, as someone who formerly worked for Costco, technically, uh, they do have Costco in a whole bunch of countries, so they probably do have it in the UK. Oh. Okay, so they maybe they did go to Costco. all over the place. Okay, Brian's on save, so I will not be freaking out okay, okay. anymore while we're recording this podcast. All right, everyone, Brian is safe. <laughs> to all of our listeners who are going to hear this like two weeks from now, and <laughs> we, we stand Brian in this household. We stand Brian with a Y. Only with Only y. Brian's with Ys. Sorry if any of our listeners are named Brian not with a Y. <laughs> You're on thin ice. I'm sorry to tell you this. Patricia comes upstairs and brings Joy a marshmallow sandwich with no crust. Joy says she isn't hungry and keeps typing on her computer. She tells Patricia she's writing an award-winning article. Patricia says that's great, but then Joy glares at her and says, don't act like you care. Patricia sits down and says she does care, but Joy argues that she made it clear whose side she's on. Patricia says Mara and tries to be like, but Mara's defending you. And Joy was like, no, I mean Nina. And Joy explains that she hoped writing that article about her would make her run away and leave because she's taken everything from her. Patricia says that Nina hasn't taken anything from her, but then Joy says, of course she'd say that because Nina's her new best friend. And then Joy goes, I don't need you anymore. Patricia puts the sandwich down and leaves. And then when the door closes, Joy starts sobbing. Um, So my first reaction to this scene was, that's what the sandwich is for. Good continuity. The sandwich was on the table and then Patricia brought it to Joy. So now I understand. Um, But also just ouch, this whole scene, ouch. I feel like they both could have handled the situation better and, I wish Patricia, like, listened a bit more to Joy's concerns. Because, like, I get why Joy would feel a bit left out. Like, Patricia keeps running away with this mm-hmm. group and she doesn't know what's going on. And um, and Patricia didn't really give her a chance to, like, explain. Um, but also Joy's kind of being dramatic. And um, overall, I'm just sad that the besties are fighting. Yeah. See, you bring this up. Joy needs to calm down. She really does. And, like, I guess she's hurting. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm down for that. But the fact is, she's really dragging this nina stole everything from me i'm i'm the victim here thing like long enough like i just and she like doesn't seem to realize why people are mad at her for like the article because they're not even like mad at her for the art like i don't feel like patricia's mad at her for the article i think patricia's now like frustrated that her like you know joy's not acting like the joy she knew and i get it because joy went through a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. but like Joy needs to grow up. Patricia could be a better friend. But I also, I just, this is so dramatic. And it was just so, like, I don't know if this builds up to, like, what happens to Joy in the finale. Which is why, like, she's, you know, like, basically burning all the bridges around her. To, like, make it better. But it's just, I hate this arc so much. The writers really did us dirty. In the kitchen, Mara and Jerome are washing dishes. Mara thanks him for talking to Mr. Sweet about her writing, and Jerome says that her work was great, especially the last article she wrote. He asks if that was really how she saw him, and she says that she likes the Jerome with emotions and a conscience, and wishes that he showed up sooner. 
He leans in to kiss her, but then she backs away. And then he apologizes and starts to leave. But she says, no, I, I really like you. And Jerome cuts her off and says, as a friend. But she says, no, it's it's just that I'm still seeing Mick. And Jerome goes, no, you're not. He's in Australia. You can't see him. He's not here. And then by the time she gets bored of messaging Mick, Jerome may have moved on already. So then he adds, because we all know the girls are just lining up to go out with me. And then Mara cracks a smile. I could see like the draw of this scene if you shipped them, but I just don't. So happy for the Jara fans, but <laughs> I'm just like, they acknowledged Mick and Mara's not cheating yet. Good. Oh, I was like, Jerome really tried it though, because he basically tried to be like, well, it's not cheating if he's not in Australia. I mean, not, not if he's not in Australia. Like, if you can't see him because he's in Australia. He's clearly never been in a long distance relationship. He doesn't understand. Jerome's barely been in any relationships. <laughs> That's true. At this I mean, point. I ain't never been in a long distance relationship, but I know he's still cheating a third Australia. No physical, re- no visible relationship, no problem. Um, also, Jerome was really out here foreshadowing a season three arc, though, huh? Because the girls really did end up lining up to date him. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, okay. Jerome, Jerome said, if I can't see Mara because she's not in the room of me right now, it's okay to cheat on her. Yeah. Mara! <laughs> as long as they're in other rooms, I can date whoever I want. As long as you can't see them, you're not seeing them. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. It's hilarious. This joke is bad. We're gonna make this joke's gonna come back in season three for us. We're gonna bring it back. There's one episode in particular where I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like, yeah, remember when you're not in the room with them? It's not called it's not cheating. <laughs> it's not cheating because he couldn't see Mara when he was in the closet with Willow, so it's fine. I like anyways, <laughs> please know. My note is to continue my I watch this at work saga. I read that like also Jerome really foreshadowed his season three arc note because I was adding my notes to the document and I let out a cackle laugh so bad that it scared my coworker. She's like, what's so funny? And I was like, I can't explain this to you. There's too much it's to really, unpack. You it's had to really be there. not even that funny, but it was just uh, like it it hit me in my giggle bone. Patricia walks into Nina and Amber's room and Sabuna is practicing Senate. Fabian explains that the spaces with the red dots are danger squares and landing on them means death. Alfie says Fabian has gotten past the guards two out of four times, so right now they have a 50% chance of getting to the mask. Nina says they'll have to go tonight, but Amber says they aren't ready. Sabuna decides to sneak downstairs anyway, and Victor notices from his office. In the tunnels, Fabian takes the throne on the Senate board and explains the rules. He starts directing Sabuna where to go, like pieces on the board. Victor and Vera are walking downstairs in the house, and Victor explains that in the tunnels, real humans represent the human pieces, and the students are down there now. He says they need to see what they're up to so they can intervene if they reach the mask. But then Sankara appears in the face of the clock that's in the lobby area and she says, I'm watching you. So then Victor stops Vera and tells her now is not the right time and drags her back upstairs. Back in the tunnels, it's Amber's turn to move and she has to step on a danger square. The gods make their move and Amber is safe. In the next set of moves, both Nina and Amber end up on danger squares and Fabian says if he's right, they'll both be safe. And so then Nina's like, I trust you, Fabian. And at first it seems like they're safe, but then a god turns to face Nina and she falls through the floor. So one thing that was kind of cute and really subtle and like A plus to Alex for doing this, because I wonder if he was directed to do this or not, or if it was just him. But um, Alfie the entire time, like when Amber would step on a danger square, he had his like hands on his on her waist or like just like even not even touching her all the time, but just like ready to catch her, like protect her if something happened. And I thought it was very cute. I was very soft. Don't you hate when your ex-boyfriend tells you you're going to be safe, if, but only if he's right. And then you turn out to not be safe. Uh, yeah. Also, 
R.I.P. to Nina. I'm gonna miss Nina her. Eat it. It was kind of fun. I'm sorry. The way that they like edited this, like the way that they have her fall, she literally just got yeeted into the floor, and it was kind of funny. <laughs> this Rest they also could have transitioned Nina out of season three like this. This is when she dies. That was it. <laughs> Like, Nina, Nina's trying to play Senate and she just gets fucking yeeted into the ground resting. R.I.P. Nina. And then she never comes back. The end. They just never said she ended up in a different hole than the rest of the booth. And they're all like, where's Nina? And they're like, well, well I don't know. Let's just keep where's going. Joy? I don't know. They wouldn't, like, I just, I mean, that would be terrible writing, but it would also be, like, the best writing. It'd be really funny. But anyway. That is the end of the episode. That's the cliffhanger. Who, when, what's going to happen to Nina? Find out whenever we post the next episode. Find out in like a month. In a month. <laughs> Alright, so, brain cell of the week, anyone? I couldn't really think of anyone. Honestly, they're all idiots this week. They're stupid. Um, Vera. I think of like a... Mara. Mara gets the brain cell. Because <laughs> she defended Joy. In, like, an appropriate way, though. Not, like, over-defended Joy. She also didn't let Jerome make out with her. She remembered that she had a boyfriend. She brain self-remembering she had a boyfriend. Don't you hate when you forget you had a boyfriend and then all of a sudden you remember him? When he gets like, written off the show and you forget he exists. I forgot that you existed! <laughs> and it's love and hate. That's Jerome right now. Yeah. Jerome, Jerome and his girlfriend walks out of the room. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, oh, I was gonna say sorry, not sorry to all the Jerome stands because I feel like all I do is shit on Jerome. Alright, and then ship. Victor and Vera, duh, for playing Senate. So romantic. Am Ew. I wrong? Oh, uh, Victor and Vera for ship, but I put Jara, Jara regretfully, because this was a big scene for them, I get it. It was. He did try to kiss her. But we can also give honorable mention to Amphi for their little moment on the Senate board. An honorable mention to Bikara because Mara remembered me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. You sound Mikara like me. Mara remembering she's got a boyfriend. Good job. Mikara, because she said Mick's name. That's about <laughs> the only crumbs because for any she gift. said she was seeing Mick and wouldn't kiss Jerome because of it. Unlike when she's gonna kiss her own in front of Mac in about. Which is arguably worse. <laughs> I just. It's kissing her own in front of Mick while you are technically together. They could have established. Like, I mean, maybe they broke up off. Like, like, clear, no I don't way! Know. They did not. I think she literally just made out with Jerome in front of him and he was like, damn, guess we ain't together like, anymore. This but is it. And now she's like, sorry, buddy. Mick in Australia? <laughs> she's dating Mick. Mick in UK? Who's Mick? Right. She Mick saw him. She knew she didn't want to date him anymore. Oh, it's like the reverse of Jerome's theory. I was literally like the lazy. I just. Pour one out for Mick. The man deserved better. Truly. So, game. I did not plan anything. Do yeah. we want to do, like, the iPod Shuffle game? Be fun. Sure, I don't know how up-to-date any of my music is. <laughs> so just a refresher for anyone who doesn't remember. So for this game, we're all gonna uh, shuffle our liked songs on Spotify, and whatever song comes up, we pick a ship or a character for that song. So let's we'll go. Laura, you go first. Okay, so my song is Happily by One Direction. I would like oh, to say to Emily that in this picture, 
of this album, Niall is wearing a Wisconsin Badger shirt. Good for him. Well, I was just we saying, we love the Badgers and we love Wisconsin. I need to get a Wisconsin Badger shirt because I am Sean Badgers. I can get you one. <laughs> whenever, I, <laughs> whenever we finally hang out, please bring me a Wisconsin Badger shirt. I will. We all have to just switch states, though, for the trip. I'll bring you guys all New Jersey merch, but Brenda probably already has New Jersey merch. I actually have a New Jersey Disney shirt. Wait, where did you get a New Jersey Disney shirt? I, want I did a whole state collection a while ago, so I got a couple <laughs> things from that. So I, got, <laughs> I have a I magnet, I have a shirt. shirt. <laughs> I also really want the purple ears, so if I don't come before they get rid of the 50th anniversary stuff, I might make you give me the purple ears. Okay. That's not relevant to this game. But anyway, so happily by One Direction? Um, happily, that's Jerome right now. That's yeah, I, I don't care what people say when we're together. <laughs> you know, I want to be the one that holds you when you sleep. Because <laughs> it's like, I, w- I know you want to leave, so come and be with me. That's what you're wrong yeah. things, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And isn't the beginning like, you don't understand, you don't understand. Yeah, what, what, it, does it, what it does to me when you hold his hand. hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. This is literally this episode, Jerome and Mara. <laughs> All right, Emily. I got Friends to Lovers by Melina KB, which if you guys are on TikTok, it's that um, we all know, like, don't come off controlling, they'll call you crazy. Is it oh, I know. Okay, but um, low-key, Joy about Baby and, like, Joy about Baby and Anina. Oh. oh. That sounds like a really emo edit could come out of that. Somebody make it for me, please, and thank you. Or do, like, a cosplay TikTok. I'll do a I cosplay TikTok. Cosplay TikToks with, like, Percy Jackson. Uh, I, like, yeah, there's a lot of actually Annabeth, Annabeth yeah. to this audio. Um, no, I'll make one. I just gotta get another red blazer because mine doesn't fit anymore. That'll be our promotional tool for this video episode. <laughs> just me in a cosplay. That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> hey, I've already I've made cosplay videos for our TikTok, so like, you know, I, I really have no also shame. Need to get a new blazer because see, the blazer that I have is from, in fact, like eighth grade. Or like <laughs> it's from high school. It's very, very teeny. It uh does not fit to actually wear. It fits for pho- photographic purposes. Yeah. Mm. Mine doesn't even fit for photograph. Like I washed it and it, you know, oh, got it, a shrunk. Little, like, it shrunk and he shrunk. Oh no. Alright, so I'm gonna skip this song because I just got a Hamilton song and it's not even like a normal one. It's Skylar defeated, so I'm gonna skip it. Go to the next one. Oh, more Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton. That's Why fine. It's all just Hamilton. And like, I love that for them. <laughs> I keep skipping songs because one, I haven't listened because I just go to my downloaded music on um Apple, and the problem is most of them I haven't listened to in so long that I'm like, oh. Okay, so I got "What Keeps You Up at Night" by Dan and Shay. I'm trying to remember the lyrics. I think it's like "Girl, I Want to Be What Keeps You Up at Night." So I think it's a love song. I'm literally about to Google the lyrics. <laughs> I listened to this in a bit. All right. Anyway, I found the lyrics to the song. It's a very horny song. It's just about, you know, like sleeping and doing stuff in bed together. Roy. So, yeah, this is Troy. It's the Roy. It's horny. The horniest couple. <laughs> if kids show, why couples so horny? <laughs> Someone make that a meme. No. Can you just tweet that on the pod account? <laughs> Kids show why couple yeah I will right now they'll know we're recording oh then. <laughs> Is it my turn now? 
Yes. Yes. I got Wish You Were Sober by Conan Gray. Uh... Um, Vera to Rufus and Victor. <laughs> I don't know what the song is. I'm just basing no, it off the title. 19, but you act 25. Blah, blah, blah. Can you see me jamming? I'm jamming Laura. Yeah, uh, kiss me on the seat of your over real sweet, but I wish you were so. <laughs> like, it's about this guy. He's at this party and he's into this girl. And she's like drunk. And she kisses him and she, he's like, yeah, I wish you were sober because I think you're just doing this because you're drunk. So who would just like flirt with one of the other people, but only basically because they were drunk? Willow. <laughs> I would have said Mick. Mick feels like he would flirt with everyone when he's drunk. Oh, yeah, I you do. know, I think I could see that. I do kind of get that energy. I feel like Mick and Eddie would both be really, really like flirty when they're drunk. I could be, see Willow being kind of the way I am when I'm drunk and just want to be like besties with random people. Oh, yeah. Maybe not flirty, though. I'm not necessarily flirty, but I am very like everyone is my best friend. Bretto Bre- Bre- would. <laughs> I do know. I, I've witnessed jo- it. You know who would actually be the flirt who would be super flirty when they're drunk? Joy. Joy yeah. would be another one. Joy would be like, hello. Joy's like coming on to Fabian even though she's over him. Like, <laughs> just need to roam like, ah, ah, down girl. Down girl. I don't think any of the couples fit this, but I, I see the character. But I am flirty if only with my own boyfriend but I'm drunk. That doesn't count. Um, I can no. be flirty in the right situation. <laughs> I can, I I'm not, not flirty with people I don't know. I am. I love that. You <laughs> know, good for you, girl. I want to be best friends with everyone, and then I want to hug everyone. Alright, Emily, your turn. Um, the next song I got is Rapunzel by Emmeline. Emmeline? I don't know how you say her name. But, um, basically it's a song about being in a relationship where the, like, your significant other doesn't want anyone to know about you. And to that I have to say Jerome and Willow. It's a little bit angstier than Jerome and Willow actually were, but, you know, the situation fits. I just realized my liked songs definitely does not have all of my liked songs, but maybe I'll put on on repeat instead. That's why I was getting so many Hamilton ones, because it was just like half the playlist. <laughs> okay, so I just got a song called Symptom of Your Touch by Ali and AJ, and it's about um, you're going through a breakup with someone, but then um, you're still kind of like trying to work through it. And then, you you know, he calls you to come over and so you can talk and work through things, but then you end up kind of like hooking up again because that's just like how your relationship is relatable content uh, <laughs> i'm trying to think which you don't want to hear the content comment that wants to come out of my mouth right now brenna <laughs> i'm just i i i'm not saying anything i'm just i'm just saying it could be relatable content you know just <laughs> mm-hmm. sure <laughs> i i'm not judging you but i'm judging you completely <laughs> all right which house my newest couple would do this <laughs> uh oh like petty, petty. Petty. Is it petty if they broke up as adults? Yes. Thank you. I have Lay It On Me by Vance Joy, which I don't remember the song, but I was looking at the lyrics and it seems to be kind of like, oh, like my defenses are down, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to say either Petty or Joy. Yeah. Especially the like lowering your force field, literally Petty. Yeah. Anyways, so because so many of these songs I don't, rem- I don't remember, I keep skipping ahead and then I just pick which one I get next. I'm sorry. I'm cheating. I just want the songs I know. No, so the next song I got is What Are You Doing Now by Sadie Jean. 
Um, I could see it being Fabina. Basically, that's like you went through a breakup and like, like you went through a breakup like in your teens and like you run into them as an adult and you're kind of like wondering like where you could be together if you never broke up, but like also like you're okay with the breakup, but like you miss them, you know. Long term pining. Feels like Fabina. <laughs> but like it also one of the things with the song is like you feel like you should be over them but it's like not just you know that's kind of like my song i just had too yeah okay i got the other side of the door by taylor swift i'm sure we already assigned a couple to this um i said leave but all i really want is you to stand outside my window throwing pebbles screaming i'm in love with you um pre- oh that's petty that's a petty song oh petty like season three <laughs> yeah that's season three petty should we do one more each maybe mm-hmm Wait, like, can I skip ahead until I get what I want? Or can I, do I just have to do the one I have? Because mine's do the whatever, one I have. Do whatever you want. This is our podcast. Skip ahead, Laura. The one I just got is from the dining table by Harry Styles, which is just, like, sad. So, I think, I would say Fabina. Because it's like, we haven't spoke since you went away. And even my phone misses your call. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's very Fabina. <laughs> so I'm sticking with the one I got, but yeah, I think uh, season three of Fabina. Okay. I got a song called 10 Things I Hate About You, which for context is basically the 10 Things the se- I Hate About You. Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah, seven yeah. things, but like the adult version. And to that, I have to say, because literally the <laughs> opening line is, I caught you cheating, which like to that, I just have to say Jara. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jerome's really getting roasted for being a cheater today. <laughs> As he should. We should always be roasting Jerome for being I'll a cheater. I'll stop roasting season three Jerome on a season two episode. <laughs> just get, guys, we're, we're going to pour Jerome once we get to season three. because we, we get to season three. Like, I know that it. we like Jeroy. So, like, by the time we get to the Jeroy episode, we might be nice to him. But, like, the entire beginning of season three, we're not going to be nice. He's like, on thin ice even in Jeroy. He's on thin ice. He is. True. So true. Alright, well, to, to leave us off here, I just got Right Where You Left Me from Evermore by Taylor Swift. So, it's the Joy song. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm right where you left me. Help, I'm still at the restaurant. That's just <laughs> Joy is at the metaphorical restaurant when she got kidnapped and everyone else moved on without her. Oof. She caused no harm. Minded her business. If the love with Fabian died young, she can't bear witness. And it's been so long that if he ever thinks he got it wrong, she's right where he left her. So that she's not wrong. It's a song I've cried to this song many times. Sad song. I have not. I'm, I'm happy for you. you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm supposed to be the mentally unstable one of this podcast. We're just off. different. We're mentally unstable in different ways. That's all. Okay, that that's fair. I crawl over long web every time. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Um, that's <laughs> the end of the episode. As always, you can follow us on social media. Our Twitter is Anubis Backwards Pod. Or, or no, our Twitter is Anubis Podcast. Our Instagram and TikTok are Anubis Backwards Pod. You can also send us emails at AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. I think those are the important ones. So, uh, But we have a link tree, so all of our links can be found in the link tree on Instagram or Twitter. And yeah, we will see you guys whenever we post the next episode. Thanks for bearing with us and thanks for listening. See ya. Sabubu. Sabuna. 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 Sabu